Good morning and welcome to Sips of Sanity. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We are officially in the month of October and Karen, you have picked a really interesting topic today, uh, hugely rooted in psychology and anthropology. Mm -hmm. Go right ahead. I've picked the archetype child and I picked it particularly right now, Kelly, because it's coming through in so many of the sessions. And I think it's been coming through since the beginning of time in sessions. You would know that because you have your degree in psychology. I just happen to be seeing it more and more coming up in actual conversations. So like you said, day one for this month is going to be a little bit twofold. Mm -hmm. I thought we could begin the twofold experience for people by just explaining what archetype is first and the different parts of the child because there are five in that and that we're going to split them over the five days. So let's begin this one by saying what archetype means for people who don't know the term. Okay. Okay. And I found all of this information through sessions, through conversations, also researching all over the internet and in books. Oh, Kelly, some people might like the book Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Miss, M-Y-S-S. She does a wonderful job of explaining the archetypes. So archetype is a pattern of behavior. I'm going to throw out some words for this. It means that it can be your idea of what a model idea of something is, whether it's good or bad, because there can be positives and negatives to that model. It can also mean a standard example for you of something. And here's another definition of it, a collectively inherited unconscious idea or pattern of thought. People often wonder in the sessions how they come about creating patterns in their life. And I thought this was a wonderful idea for them to be able to sit back and listen to the five types of inner child so that they could go, oh my God, and have their little aha moments of holy shit, that's me. And in that holy shit moment, not go into shaming themselves about it, but just truly trying to give them some tools in the toolkit. You know, we talk about the emotional intelligence toolkit, where they can sit back and say, without shaming myself, good to know. And now I know it. So what can I do about it? Well, in combining all of the gifts that we offer our clients, the better question ends up becoming, why? Why am I in these patterns? How did I how did I buy into this belief system, which comes back to hearing their thoughts or hearing what was said to them where they accepted a belief system to continue on the archetype of the child? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand that they could be 80 years old or 50 years old or grand old age of 25 and that they're solidly already in a pattern that is instigated by their one of these forms of the inner child and that we don't ever really adult. You could be 55 and you still haven't learned to adult because you're still living out that pattern or that archetype. So let's launch into the first one, which is the orphaned child. So if you're an orphaned child archetype, then you are one of those children who wasn't accepted right from the very beginning as being part of a family, commonly known as the black sheep. And this, just for people to have it spelled right out for them, this doesn't mean that you were physically orphaned necessarily. Correct. This can be, like you said, the feeling of the black sheep where they made you feel ostracized or that you didn't have a family you could rely on. Yeah, and it can be that you were the one that was super smart and the rest of them aren't, so they kind of, they pick on you for your intelligence. 
you could be the athlete and the rest of them aren't. So they pick on you because you're the athlete and they make that almost like a bad thing instead of a good thing in your life. Or you're the one that does all the cooking and cleaning and takes care of everybody and it sets you up to be a forever nurturer for everybody in your life. But they all have their own needs met while you're doing the cooking and cleaning for everybody. Regardless of what role you get pushed into with this archetype, you are made to feel and constantly or consistently reminded that you are different, that there is an us versus them within the family unit. Yeah. So because they don't have a strong sense of family at that point, even from being a child, Cal, they won't really adopt their family's beliefs very readily because they're going to be pushed now to create their own beliefs. And that's one of the strongest benefits of not being part of a family is that you don't have to take on the belief systems and in particular any of their unhealthy ones you're going to go out into the world and try things on your own so you might be one of those ones that can go from job to job you can start career after career run many at the same time and never see that as a failure Yeah, because something that goes hand in hand with what you're saying in terms of belief systems is also the concept of structure. You aren't involved as heavily in their structure. You're either forced to create it for them or you are forced to live outside of it. And that creates flexibility and adaptability when you are working it in the positive. Mm -hmm. As much as it can be such an isolating experience in the moment, It is one of the qualities that can or gives you the opportunity to develop resilience. Yeah. Curiosity. All of the wonderful aspects of the child archetype that people are going to hear over the next four days. Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about people being stuck in patterns, being stuck in an archetype, the opposite of this is no structure. The opposite of this is The us versus them mentality of no matter how much you are welcomed, no matter how much you are nurtured later in life or appreciated and valued for your own individual qualities, you consistently create that boundary or that distance between you and other people. Mm -hmm. You perpetuate the orphan. Yeah. And, And it's to know the difference between when that's going to serve you well You're going to step outside of a group of friends that are doing something stupid and say no, or perhaps outside of a group at work where you're going to use your creative child to create brand new ideas and be innovative. So if you work this in the positive, this orphan child, it can be absolutely fabulous. You might create your own new traditions for your own family at home. Outside of saying that I have to participate in the ones that my original family has created. And that goes right into religions. So if my original family is Islamic or Catholic or whatever it is, if you're, if you're the orphan child, you're going to be more likely to step out and say, what do I want to believe outside of what these religions have told me? So this, this can work beautifully for people. The orphan child too, Cal, has to deal with their fears of survival so that they can't remain codependent on that original family. They have to actually individuate much quicker than other people. Yeah, and just to elaborate on what you're saying, 
there's not only an element of creativity, but there is less of an opportunity for worry or cautiousness because you just have to try and you learn that things can be fixed. There isn't this feeling of living in that bubble that some codependent families or helicopter parents can give us or trap us in. We have to continue to try and adapt, learn new things, learn new skills for the sake of survival, not just existence. Yeah. And that's where all those other wonderful aspects of the child are going to come in, the playfulness, all of those things. Now, to work it in the negative, if you are perpetuating the idea or the archetype of orphan, is that you can become so self-destructive to consistently challenge the people around you to see who will come to your aid to love you. That will prove you wrong, but it will never be enough. If you're constantly buying into the belief system of the orphan, you won't believe that each time someone comes to save you is at your hospital bedside, is there when you are an addict. You're never going to believe that they truly love you. Yes. And another negative aspect of the orphan child can also be that there's such a need then to belong to something that they will join anything even if it's unhealthy. So they may join a gang, they may join a religion or a cult that is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And they won't want to leave it even if that institution is unhealthy itself. They won't leave because of that orphaned child. Just for the sake of bringing both of these points of the orphan together, I wanted to illustrate a very common experience that we have with a lot of our clients. And because we have a large base of females, we do draw a lot of experience from that gender. Oftentimes when they come to see us, they are grown and they have their own families. And so the point of the entire session is to say, this is the archetype of the orphan, where they believe just because they birthed their own children, they're no longer orphaned, they have a family. Just because they got married or own a house with someone, they're no longer orphaned, they have a family. It still continues within our own belief system. And we allow behaviors to perpetuate the belief system. So if that partner that we're with verbally abuses us in front of the kids and that creates a bond where, you know, maybe they laugh over a joke that was mean about us, then we still feel orphaned. We still feel like that black sheep. And we need that pointed out to us. We need to understand how it persists. Yeah, without it, Kelly, there isn't a step of forgiveness or a step of healing. And some people want to skip all of those steps and say, I'm just going to get past it. Mm -hmm. And you're pointing out you don't get past it until you know that archetype, that child behavior, and why it exists. Yeah, and which current adults, well, quote unquote, adult behaviors are perpetuating that belief system. Yeah. So you might have to say to your husband, making fun of me in front of the children makes me feel isolated in this family. Yeah. This behavior of having them laugh at me with you isolates me. And I'm repeating that in just different ways so yep. people can hear it and no, say it. That's why I picked that one example to illustrate orphan. Yeah. And I'm saying the different examples because I'm hearing often from clients, they don't know what to say. They know sometimes that that's what's happening. They don't know how to get the words out of all those mixed up feelings of being angry of being frustrated, of being sad, of feeling all of those emotional feelings and being able to articulate 
this is what you're doing and this is what it's making me feel. Good. Wonderful. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, we are back tomorrow morning with part two.